Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. Your bets, your thoughts coming up on Super Bowl 58. Your Super Bowl trivia questions from YouTube and Twitch 20 minutes from now. We'll give you our bets for tonight coming up 40 minutes to close the show in the NBA for tonight. We'll see. We got some college hoops um, as well. But joining us right now, and this was like a really welcome surprise to the show, announced it at the end of last hour. Not often that we get to welcome a Pro Football Hall of Famer to the show. We did have Warren Moon on the show recently, which was great. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Super Bowl 34 MVP from NFL Media, and you will be able to hear him on the now on the worldwide call of Super Bowl 58 as the game analyst for Westwood One, who I work for, also along with the great Kevin Harlan and other friends of You Better You Bet. Uh, legendary NFL quarterback, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner joins us right now to break down the big game. He is on Twitter at Kurt13Warner. Kurt, it's Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on You Better You Bet. We sincerely appreciate the time. How's it going? It's going well. How are you guys doing? We're, we're good, Kurt. Thank you so much for coming on and, and really curious to, to just start getting your opinions on this game. We've had so many people come on this week uh, and just it's what kind of game do you expect? We've had people who say, well, you know, the Niners defense is vulnerable. Maybe it turns into a shootout. We've had people on who say uh, maybe it's kind of clunky, settle for field goals. The Chiefs defense steps up. Got like a really wide range of opinions so far. What kind of game do you think this is going to be coming up next Sunday? Um, I mean, I guess I don't expect it to be an extremely high-scoring game. Um, you know, I, I love the Chiefs' defense. I love the way that they're playing. I love they pl- the way they play on the back end. For 49ers, to me, it's it's about running the football first. That's one area that the Chiefs' defense hasn't been great in. So, And that's, you know, kind of where 
San Francisco wants to start and excel. Uh, so I think that's going to be key. On the other side, you know, the Chiefs have been good and have done some great things, but um, but they're not a high-scoring team. You know, that just hasn't been their uh, their MO this year. I don't know if they have the pieces to, you know, to just kind of wing it all over, especially against this defense, and, and put up a bunch of points. Um, you know, so, again, I think it's a battle in the trenches. I think it's a lower scoring, probably, uh, you know, low to mid-20s. Um, you know, and, and we'll see who, who makes enough plays or who makes those special plays in the game to, to get the win. Total in the game right now at our show sponsor, BetMGM, is 47 and a half. Kurt, certainly not asking you, like, for a bet on, like, who's going to win the game or, like, betting analysis or anything like that. But when I say this sentence to you, Patrick Mahomes is an underdog coming up in the Super Bowl. The San Francisco 49ers are favored in the game. Uh, what emotion does that elicit from you? I mean, I think surprise, first and foremost. Um, you know, simply from the standpoint of the way the 49ers have played in the playoffs, uh, where they could have very easily lost both of their playoff games and had to come back to win and haven't necessarily been, you know, dominant in, in any one area. Um, Brock, I don't think, has played his best football in the playoffs. Um, and then to have, you know, a cheese team that's, well, you know, won three games, gone on the road twice against two really good football teams and, and won, um, you know, and having Patrick Mahomes, um, a guy that's been there three times, behind center i'm i'm surprised i'm surprised that they started out um as the underdogs in this one so um you know i think that's really where it where it starts for me but you know again i think that the difference when i look at this game is that san francisco definitely has the ability to win the line of scrimmage and so often in these games it comes down to who can win the line of scrimmage and that's going to be key in my opinion for the 49ers uh, the secondary of, um, you know, of Kansas City, e- even though there's so much talent on the San Francisco side, I don't believe you want to get into that kind of a game with them um, and with Spags and the different looks that he gives you. So um, it's going to come down to that, and I guess maybe that's where people saw this as, a, as an advantage for the 49ers. But, but I was really surprised when I saw that the, the Chiefs were underdogs right off the bat. Kurt, you mentioned Brock Purdy there, and obviously like one of the subplots of this game, you know, Mahomes has been in this game a bunch of times. He's used to two weeks off and the different time of the game and the halftime show and all this stuff that makes the Super Bowl different. But for Brock Purdy, like young got first year as the full-time starter for the team, like this is all going to be new for him. You you had something kind of similar, right? You know, earlier in your career, like first year as a start, full-time starter, basically you guys make the Super Bowl, you win the Super Bowl, obviously made it back. But like that's, that's a way different experience. What can Brock Purdy kind of expect in this game that's going to be a lot different, maybe some things that you faced? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing when you go into this game is um, there is going to be a level of unknown on, on, on how to prepare, uh, how to deal with the week leading up to the Super Bowl, uh, being able to manage that. You know, everybody always says try to make it as normal as possible, which is impossible. You know, when you end up in a foreign city for, um, you know, for a week, you can't make it normal. You know, you're not going home to your wife and your kids and uh, you're not sleeping in your own bed and you don't have a routine where you got to run your kids to, to this event and that to take you away from football. So you got to find ways to get yourself away from football. Otherwise, you know, pop on the TV, they're talking about the game. You know, you're sitting in your hotel room, all you can do is think about the game and the game plan. And, and I remember in my first one, we didn't have a, the week before uh, like they do now, but I just remember there were so many things going on that I was exhausted mentally when I got to the game. And it was almost like, oh, let's just get this game over with. 
Um, and so as I went through, you know, a couple more in my career, you, you learn how to manage it. You learn how to get away. You learn how to grab your guys and, and go out to dinner and, and find ways to get away from the football side of it. And I think that's always key um, because you ramp yourself up and you build up the moment so much. And uh, you got to try to manage that and pace yourself getting into the game. And then once you get into the game, the biggest thing, um, you know, just like last week is you know, in the NFC championship game to fall behind the way that they did. Um, you know, I think those are the concerns when you actually get into the game portion of the Super Bowl is you understand this is it. You understand that everything rides on how you play. And so if things go bad early, you, you, you know, we've seen teams and people in the past that panic. And it's like, oh, my gosh, i got to make up for it now. we got to get back into this thing as opposed to kind of riding the ebbs and flows of the game. And I played in three Super Bowls, and first one we were up 16 to nothing, and then it was tied 16-16. The second one I was down 17-3. to We tied it up 17-17. to uh, And the third one we were down 10 at the half, and we took the lead with two and a half minutes to go. And so, you know, there's ebbs and flows in all of these games, just like we saw in the NFC Championship game. But it's easy to panic. Uh, in the moment in the Super Bowl because there's so much riding on it and you understand that this is what it's all about. And uh, if you let that kind of, you know, grab your emotions and, you know, allow you to play or force you to play outside of yourself, uh, these kind of games can go sideways very quickly. Kurt, I'm not blowing smoke when I say this. Anyone that watched the games, though, you could have very easily been Super Bowl MVP three times, right? At least two for sure, right? That definitely could have been the case. And Mahomes already has two Super Bowl MVPs. And I'm just curious, Kurt, like if if the Chiefs are able to win the Super Bowl, win Super Bowl 58 next Sunday over the San Francisco 49ers, and obviously we have to see the game play out, like, do you, is, it, is it Mahomes no matter what if he plays well? Or do you think there could be some like voter fatigue here where if Kelsey has a huge game, maybe it goes to Kelsey because uh, Mahomes has won it a couple times. So what about MVP if the Chiefs win and we've already seen Mahomes win MVP a couple times already? Yeah, I think, you know, just like we know the MVP of the regular season, it's kind of the same in the Super Bowl is that because so much rides on the quarterback and, and there's so much focus, focus on the quarterback that it's hard, I think, to unseat that position if a team wins unless somebody just stands out above and beyond that. You know, I think back to my first one, Tom Brady won the, the MVP and he threw for 150 yards. It was, and, you know, so it was one of those things that I think they scored one offensive touchdown. So it's really hard to – to get it away from that position. I mean, could somebody like uh, Travis Kelsey, if he has another game like he did last week in that big moment, could he win the MVP? Sure he could. Um, You know, if their defense just shuts him out and somebody like Chris Jones has a huge game and and, kind of has that name. uh, Yeah. But I think it's going to be hard. Uh, You know, that, you know, if Patrick plays and that's the interesting thing too, that I even look at, you know, in the three Super Bowls that Patrick's been in, he hasn't necessarily played that well. You know, he hasn't had great games. The one against the 49ers, he didn't play real well, and then obviously he brought them back late. And so, you know, that's what, what people remember. Didn't play well against Tampa, even though they had some issues there. And even last year, I mean, they were down early, and it kind of took that defensive, that fumble recovery um, to really turn the tides and get them back into the game. And so he hasn't played great in any of his Super Bowls, in, in my opinion, and what we expect from Patrick Mahomes, and he's still got two MVPs. And so that's you know, kind of what you, you realize in these games is that the quarterback is 
you know, 99% of the time responsible for something. And even if it's responsible for bringing the team back late in a game, that's what people remember. Remember that's, you know, that position um, is always going to be looked at more highly than anything else. And so it really takes a, a special performance, um, you know, somewhere else to, uh, to, to get it away from one of those guys. I think it makes a lot of sense right on Mahomes, who you mentioned has, has been in the games a bunch, hasn't even played great, but he's won twice. For the San Francisco 49ers, and I can tell you, you know, like betters are talking about this a lot. I mean, football fans are just thinking about the game. I mean, defensive coordinators are trying to figure this out. For the Niners, it's been so balanced, right? Like so many playmakers. You mentioned you think they might have an advantage at the line of scrimmage, which I think, you know, in my brain just goes to, oh, is Christian McCaffrey the guy who's going to pop in this game like he always does, honestly, and have a big statistical game, whether it's McCaffrey or George Kittle or Brandon Ayuk or, or somebody we're not talking about, or maybe it's just balance and that's how they win. Is there kind of like a, a, a skill position player, a key to victory, a guy for the 49ers you feel like is primed to have a huge game? Well, I mean, again, back to what we were talking about earlier. I mean, I think Christian is always primed to have a good game because he can be successful in so many ways and they use him so well down in the red zone. And so, you know, a guy that scores a lot of touchdowns, uh, whether it's through the air or the ground, um, obviously elevates themselves to have a chance to kind of, you know, win the MVP and, and be a part of that. And so I, I think it starts with Christian and them having to run the, run the ball, establish the running game, uh, especially if the Chiefs aren't scoring a lot of points and, and, and you know, getting up there where, where you feel like you've got to drop back and throw it, which I don't believe will be the case because it hasn't really been the case all year and so I think Christian um, you know will have a good game and will need to have a good game and then I think Debo is always the X factor because they do so many different things with him and you know and it doesn't take having to create for him to get the big plays you know sometimes you have certain guys that you really have to create to get them involved and you know Christian handing the football to him you know flipping screens out to him and then Debo you know, you can hand it to them. You can you jet sweep it. You can you can throw the quick screens, which they'll have a number of those in this game. And he can create instant offense without really having to do much. So those are two guys that I think, you know, with this Chiefs defense being as good as they are, that can, you know, that have a chance and, and will need to play well uh, with the, the catch and run type stuff as opposed to, you know, necessarily just holding it and, and wing it down the field and think you're going to throw for 300 yards against this really good secondary. Kurt, 30 seconds to go, and we very much appreciate your time. What would you think of Dan Campbell's decision-making in the second half on Sunday of the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers? Um, you know, I, I was really perplexed by the first one. And, you know, we can say all we want about, you know, percentages of your field goal kicker and all that stuff. But I thought San Francisco come down, kick a field goal. You have a chance to answer that field goal and kind of settle things back in for your offense. You kick there. You you take the shot. NFL kicker should make it from 45 yards, um, and you, you know, and you move on, and you say no, you know, no, no harm done after those first two drives. So that was the one that really, I thought, kept the momentum on San Francisco's side and allowed them to kind of roll into to that to that big comeback. It's, it's such a fascinating debate and such been a, such a fascinating conversation this week what Dan Campbell did. On, on, I, I, I loved it, but then again, I'm, I'm sitting here doing a show and I'm not an NFL head coach or a Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback and Super Bowl MVP. Kurt, we, we sincerely appreciate the time. This was awesome. Uh, Kurt is a great follow on Twitter at Kurt13Warner. Um, 
Obviously, check him out with NFL Media and will be on the worldwide broadcast of Super Bowl 58 on the radio on Westwood One with friend of our show, Kevin Harlan. We look forward to that. Kurt, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Safe travels out to Vegas. Have a great call of the game, and we look forward to hopefully doing this again down the road. Sounds great, guys. Take care. Kurt Warner joining us here on You Better You Bet. Got to tell you, man, this show's on a freaking roll, man. Yeah, just yes. I mean, like how many how many Super Bowl winners, Hall of Famers, the guys it's like just ask these questions, be like, Yeah, you know a billion times more than me. This isn't even close. <laughs> like so so you tell me what you think's gonna happen here. It's like I can't even pretend to be an expert in this conversation. I can't even pretend. So yeah, that was awesome. I, I w- I will say, like all the former players that we have on, they're all like, yeah, he should have kicked. And here I am, mad and moron. Go for it all the time. (laughs) Just saying. Uh, Coming up next, more of your bets and thoughts, YouTube and Twitch, uh, and our bets coming up to close the show at the end. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. (laughs) On the BetQL Network.